Hey, everybody. We're live at uh, Inman in New York, and we're kind of doing double duty here. We're doing a live post on our Facebook page, and then we're also recording for our podcast. Got a microphone right here. Yes. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Good. So we've had a good first day at Inman. We've been separate for most of the day. Um, just getting a, as much learning as we possibly can. And to those of you who don't know what Inman is, yes, that's true. That because it's yeah. a person's name, but it's a it's a conference uh, that talks all about what's up and coming and what's new and exciting in real estate, which is right. what we do. Yeah, but you know the other great thing is that it's a lot of key takeaways that you can likely apply to other businesses, um, especially today. I went through the marketing track and there was just a lot of great marketing advice that I got that can easily apply to pretty much any business. Um, but obviously we're in real estate, so we can apply to that. Right on. And I, I spent the day in a bunch of, uh, it was a meeting that I've signed a non-disclosure agreement for, unfortunately. So <laughs> sharing from me will be at a minimum today, but I will play the role of interviewer, I think. And uh, yeah, you're a panel of one today where I will... Take yeah. in your knowledge. We're doing our knowledge share now, and you get to be a part of it. That's right. So, all right. So let's take it away. I mean, yeah. you're talking marketing. So I yeah, I wrote down a whole bunch of notes, um, but I think one key takeaway was just centering on providing the most exceptional consumer experience that you possibly can provide um, in an era where they're like the consumer is much more informed than they have been in the past especially in real estate knowing like all of the data that we have access to obviously we've got to provide our value in other ways and enhancing the consumer experience is is the key lesson um, that I, I sensed is like kind of an overall message today um, so just a few, like I can kind of name off a few of the notes that I took and then we can kind of discuss them. I don't know how that works. We'll see. Go for it. All right. Jump in. Um, so consumer expectations, um, you have to think about the last time you were just wowed by something. So I don't know if there's anything that you could think of that you were just wowed by the experience as a, as a consumer. You know what? I, I think you know about one thing that wows us, that keeps us coming back as mm-hmm. consumers, and that's our local pizza place. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, we have developed a longstanding relationship yeah. with uh, one of the owners of the pizza place, yeah. so much so that for our um, every Friday night pizza and a movie night, it doesn't matter what we're feeling like mm-hmm. or where we are, we're going to that pizza place and yeah. we're getting a unbelievable experience every time. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's smiles. It's, we all know each other's names. She knows our kids. Yeah. She She's got gifts and, for the kids and not that like you need it, but like just little things like a freezy or yeah. a lollipop. Well, and our kids have come to the point where they bring her gifts yeah. and they're displayed in the pizza place. And, yeah. and that relationship really, it makes us feel there is one time admittedly recently that we went to a different pizza place yeah. and even our kids were noticeably upset no, that we like, were we were betraying. <laughs> I know they we, even we said, her. "I don't want to betray Brenda. Like she's our pizza girl." And <laughs> even I, I went to pick up the pizza from the other place, and I just walked in, and I just like it was such a different experience. Felt dirty, it did. It was wrong. It was just really wrong. So, but sorry, that Brenda. but that speaks to experience. So yeah, I mean that jumps right out because we every week, and yeah. I know this Friday we will be back there again. 
Yeah. So as a realtor, I mean, little things that I got to thinking of is like, what if you got like little labels with, um, for water bottles and then you have them in the car. So when you're taking your clients out for showings, you've got water, you've got maybe like little packets of jujubes. I don't know. Like that would be, that would impress me if I walked into a car and my agent gave me jujubes. I'm like, yes, that is awesome. So Mm -hmm. little things like that. If you can kind of like pick all of those little spots where you can just enhance um, the consumer experience, you yeah. will be well ahead of the game. We actually talked about that in our meeting, and I don't think it goes against anything that I promised not to say. But yeah, there were, I, I won't use the specific examples because you just gave some, but just think like your customer mm-hmm. and have a feeling of if you were in their shoes, what would you wish was there that just is never there? Yeah. What What is the kind of thing that maybe you'd want to remember to bring with you? Um, as a consumer and just have it with you as the salesperson that if they do or they don't have it, it's so amazing. So you gave good examples, whether it's snacks or drinks or things like that. Yeah. Um, little tools, little... Or like for your, for, you know, clients that have kids, if you're going for a listing presentation and they have, you know, they have a kid, like bring a coloring book, like things that are just going to stand out. So when they meet some, another professional in your industry, they're not going to remember them as much. Like you're going to be the one that sticks out in their mind as the one that will go above and beyond for them and for their family and ultimately give them the best experience. And I don't know if they talked about this in yours, but I would think don't focus so much on the you branding of it. Like the Uber, Uber, like don't give out eight by tens with your picture on it. I'm not opposed to a logo or whatever because I know that there's part of them remembering is that they might have something that they use. But it's about the experience. It really is. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel like they need to leave behind so many things that are just tossing yeah. their logo out there. People will remember. They can make connections, I think, between experiences and the people who help give it to them. Yeah. Another good example of just even um, following up with clients from the past, um, specifically to real estate, but they talked about, you know, if you're going with a buyer, they usually do a home inspection. So there's all these findings that come out through the home inspection. So say in two years, they need to replace the roof for three years, they got to do the windows. So in that time frame, follow up with them again and say, hey, I remember when we did our inspection. Um you needed to do the roof um, and this is around the time that you need to do the roof do you need any help getting recommendations for roofers those kinds of things they're like what like you remembered that like no yeah way. i did <laughs> hi mohammed we're getting we're getting comments coming in because oh, we're live this time so yeah. yeah write things ask questions yeah because that's kind of fun yeah it is fun but yeah um and then of course um so kind of deviating from the consumer experience they also talked a lot about um, social media and being present consistency is definitely key but one thing somebody mentioned is even though consistency is critical you can start from a lower point so you you don't have to be posting daily Um, you need to make sure the content that you're putting out there is valuable and for a lot of people putting out a valuable post every day that has high quality might not be doable it's probably not doable for most people so if you can start like let's say you want to get into video and you can do like a good high quality video once a month 
that's an amazing start. Like that's way better than you were before. And then you get the systems in place and you work up to more if that's what you want to do. But just putting out that consistent content that is valuable. Um, I, I think a lot of people get kind of drowned with thinking that they have to do it daily. So they just put random things out that isn't valuable to your, your community that you're trying to build. What were the thoughts if they were discussed on, let's say you have a lot of content one week yes, and you're dry the next week. Yeah. Are you better off going every day when you can and then going slower no. when you can't? Or do you hold on to things so that you stay consistent on a yeah. schedule with less content? I think it's consistent. Yeah, you got to be consistent. So if you fade out for a week, I think that's going to have an impact on you versus if you're posting every second day versus every day. Um, and I get... I, to me, the only potential exception to that is if, is if something's time sensitive or right. if something is tied to a date or something that's happening right yeah. now, don't hang on to that. Yeah. But other than that, I agree. I think if you post every day for a week and then go dark, mm-hmm. people might actually latch on to you during that week yeah. and really be hungry for day eight when yeah. nothing comes yeah. <laughs> for seven days and then they disappear from you. Yeah. And there was this stat that um, was put out there that Um, the higher performing agents will be consistent at one form of marketing for 18 months. That is like their average consistent time period before they start seeing results. So it doesn't even have to be online. Some people do really well with print marketing and, Mm -hmm. you know, sending out postcards. And if that's something that you're really good at um, or you want to be good at, you can't expect it to happen overnight. Anything that you do, and I've even seen it for myself on Instagram, just like building the community that I mm-hmm. now really value and appreciate, that's taken a really long time. And that's something- I can something, appreciate that. <laughs> that's something that you really need to keep in mind. <laughs> this is my, sh- my Instagram shout out of the day. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> I'm not uh, even gonna give you the handle. That's shameless. No. Okay, um, so what's next? Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm just reading these notes here. It's on my computer. Um, this is this is now. I guess what is this location oh. number eight yeah. for these broadcasts? Yeah. This is another makeshift studio in a hotel room. It's fun. So, yeah. Um, the other stat that they had put out there, I don't know exactly the percentage, but over the last couple of years, HGTV has taken over in the amount of viewers um, over CNN, which I guess is the, had the highest viewership in the mm. past, and now HGTV has taken over. And for a lot of consumers or people that are engaging with that content, it's a nice break for people. You know, you you, you like to follow up on news, but everybody needs to like have a Netflix show in their life or something, or even Instagram stories Mm -hmm. where you're just being entertained. So if you think about that in terms of the content that you're producing, you want to make sure that it is somewhat entertaining, maybe not all the time, but you need to have that entertainment component to it to keep people engaged. I agree. I mean, I think don't be rigid you know, we talk about being authentic, right? Yes. But entertaining, I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, but if your authentic mm-hmm. is in no way entertaining, I'd say work on getting a little bit entertaining because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody is all the time. I know some people are listening, so yeah. they might not have seen what I just did, but... Um, Most people aren't. Try, yeah. I mean, just try to be relevant, be entertaining, be authentic, yeah. be fresh, 
Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the reason probably, like I'm one of those CNN watchers historically, but CNN now has become, if you watch it, it's a uh, one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. I can go on there any time of day and all they're doing is talking about a certain somebody in the States and how bad he is. Yeah. And I'm sick of it. So I'd rather watch HGTV now because there's going to be something fresh and entertaining. Yeah. Agreed. But that's just me. No. And most of North America. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's true. Um, The other thing about video is just being more personal and more direct. So a lot of people were talking about creating video uh, text messages that you can send to your clients or, uh, you know, a potential lead comes in and instead of... Um, sending them a text, send them a video text so they can put a face to the name and start making that personal connection with you sooner rather than later. Um, Because I don't know about you, if if I think about that, I'm like, if I get a text message that is a video from somebody that is a potential person I might do business with, I'm more likely to choose them over somebody that just sends me a generic email or text message. So that was good. And if somebody chooses, it's just like when we talk about recruiting or anything like that, if somebody sees a video and doesn't want to work with you then you know what maybe it wouldn't have been a fit anyway like you know it helps create the relationship and determine how well it's going to work so Mm -hmm. i agree yes so yes tell us more (laughs) i'm just trying to i could um, just talk while you're looking for things i can talk about my day yeah i mean i just like it's time for a relationship obsession that just goes back to the whole creating an amazing consumer experience Um, Oh, for branding, um, one thing that really stood out to me is um, Coldwell Banker just went through this whole rebranding thing and it was quite different. It's like an older company, so obviously their marketing and their branding has always, it has been very traditional up until the the last couple of years. Um, And so when they went through that exercise, uh, they really had to be intentional about it and did it for the right reasons. So I think a lot of times, especially as a smaller business, and we've got we've experienced this is you know you get kind of uh, intrigued by you know newer looks bright shiny objects always and you really have to stay true to your brand and like maybe if you've been a brand for 70 years and okay now it's time for a refresh I get that but don't be changing your branding every year because then people aren't going to recognize you and that can really have a negative impact on on your business uh, in in our industry especially, there's a very recent influx of bright and shiny yes. objects and technologies and people jump in and I don't blame them because that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. But be deliberate in what you choose if you choose something different, right? Yeah. Because not everything new, they might all be good in mm-hmm. their own way. Like we're here at this conference, there's vendor upon vendor upon vendor of cool new things. And that's part of the reason why we're, why we're here. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean just because it's cool, it's something we need to adopt, right? Just right. to be the one with the tech thing or or whatever it is. If yeah. it doesn't fit, you know, evaluate yeah. where you want to be. I yes. think that's I think that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Um, and then also just, you know, don't jump right into the branding. Like if you want to change your brand, that's great. But slowly ease into it. Test it out. Ask consumers that you work alongside, like your key core consumers that you're looking to attract ask them for their opinions. It's okay to like take a few months up to a year even to just slowly ease into it because you want to make sure that it's going to attract the right people. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their their certain type of consumer and if it's not if your new branding isn't calling to them, you're not going to it's just you're not going to do well. I I think the same goes for 
product, offering everything, anything you do, yeah, want the feedback. Don't mm-hmm. be defensive. Don't be protective. Like that's what I did all day today was yeah. I was one of the people brought in by a company here to provide feedback and they yes. were rolling out new products that aren't yet on the market. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a lot of negative feedback, but yeah. it wasn't negative in the sense that I'm not going to use the company anymore. It was negative in the sense that I'm happy they're asking me my opinion yeah. because this is something I'm going to want to use potentially. Mm-hmm. And why not give the feedback that lets them know what I'm going to want to use? Yeah. Right. We did that with our auction platform. Yes. For six plus months mm-hmm. before we launched, it was all about getting people mad at us. Yeah. You know, or at least like taking the worst of it and being happy to get everyone's criticism yeah, right true. because you know they say constructive criticism it's what it was because it yeah. we changed what we were doing a yeah. lot you know or we at least tweaked it and we continue to tweak it every time we get feedback and if you can't grow with what your consumers want then you're gonna yeah. fail yes right yeah I think and, any industry it's true for that like you can't stay stuck in a certain like and and that's the other thing is like things are changing at such a more rapid rate than they have in the last five or ten years or beyond that like mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy like you know Facebook was huge a few months few years ago now and then it became Instagram and now it's like Snapchat and then you can get more um you can get more bang for your buck on LinkedIn like there's so many different things TikTok TikTok yeah like TikTok's huge I mean in real estate it's not really the target market but it will be well but that's another example though that's not it doesn't fit our brand necessarily but but it, yeah, it will. But it could. If, if clients are telling us that that's what they need and there's a way to leverage what's out there to yeah. fit what we do, well, I wouldn't rule at, it out. Well, look at Instagram, right? All of everybody that wasn't, I don't know, like maybe I guess a millennial or younger was what, on what, Facebook. What are the younger ones called now? Gen Z? X? Y? I have no idea. A? Yeah. <laughs> like in their 20s. I don't know. Anyway. so <laughs> you like. Know. Everybody was on Facebook, right? And then all the cool kids went to Instagram. And then slowly... I stayed on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, you just caught over. Case in point. But slowly, all of the cool kids' parents started to filter over to Instagram. So all the cool kids are like, what the hell? I'm now getting off of Instagram and I'm going to TikTok and Snapchat. And so that... (laughs) We're chasing the cool kids out. It's true, but no, but that's like you have to follow that. And soon the cool kids are going to be buying real estate. Or you might be in an industry where you want to try to attract the cool kids. So you definitely need to get your Snapchat and Snapchat game up and your whatever TikTok. We should make that our new target market, the cool kids. Yeah. But I know, seriously, like... After the cool kids. It's like you have to stay on top of the new emerging technologies. And these aren't even new and emerging. But but LinkedIn is one of those things that a lot of people have ignored and haven't taken advantage of the fact that there's not as much noise in that space. But you have to be deliberate and intentional on the types of people you're going to target. You're not going to, if you're, if you're appealing to a 18 year old, you're not going to go to LinkedIn and start advertising. But like for a realtor, that's a great platform. You want to, you know, show your, showcase your products and your services to professionals that are on that platform and craft your message appropriately mm-hmm. as well you yes know, even though this is all notwithstanding you want to stay on brand don't be something you're not but if you're putting an advertisement or a call to action out on linkedin yeah it's going to look different and feel different and the words are potentially going to be different than if it's on instagram yeah right so cater to the audience you're talking to on the platform you're talking on yes 
exactly. And that even, I know, remember we were in that session together this afternoon and they were talking about like a personal meeting is better than a phone call, an email or a text, mm-hmm. which I get, but I feel like we're getting into a time where people prefer communicating by text. So replace the text with a video message. I feel like, you know, you kind of have to balance things out a little bit. You can personalize the impersonal. Yes. Yes. In some way. I like that. Tagline. There you go. Stealable. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I still... I buy into what was being said on the personal side of things. I would yeah. never want to, especially in real estate, I would, you're not going to go through a transaction cradle to grave online. And some people do, but I, I think from a lead perspective and when you're trying to reach a lot of people at mass with your message, it's okay to not always be door knocking and always be trying to do the hand-to-hand yeah. combat. Although that is still one of the most effective methods of, yeah, you know, it can people. be. It can, it can be. be. Yeah. But again, it depends on who you're after and what your message is and what your brand is and, and all what that. you like doing too. Because if yeah. you hate cold calling or door knocking, you're not going to do very well if if you try it and you're just like torturing yourself. Anyway. <laughs> well, especially if you look like you're torturing yourself when you knock on the door. <laughs> they open the door and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't can't I just you. leave my flyer behind? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do that. Yeah. Well, especially because you need, in order to sell anything, you need to have that one-to-one contact. If you're going door knocking and you think a successful day is you handing out 100 flyers to a doorknob, that's not successful. You need to be talking to Unless people. your target market is doorknobs. Well, yeah, but probably not. I doubt it. They don't spend a lot of money. <sighs> okay. Um, one quote that I liked is, where is it? Um provide more in service than you expect in compensation. Mm. I really like that quote. That's, that, that got eyebrows from both of us. I know. I like that. Um, Do you want to explain that? I know it's sort of self-explanatory, but for those who just tuned in and missed the quote, yeah, I mean, it's, it is pretty self-explanatory. But yeah, I no, think, I think it just goes back to that value and that ex, like exceptional customer service that you're willing to provide to your clients. I mean, that is what is going to get you business and keep you, like just in terms of a, um, like in terms of repeat business and referral business. If you provide that exceptional service, I mean, I know, we know this great broker, um, Ralph. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce his last name? Sorry, Ralph. Ciencio. Yeah. He works with Remax. Um, they're in like Markham and their customer service game is just like, it's exceptional. And um, yeah, I mean, so look to others in your industry or beyond your industry who are creating those exceptional customer experiences. Don't copy it, but be inspired by it and use it um, to create your own personal versions of amazing customer service and it comes back to what you said at the beginning it's to me it's value 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 like in today's world people don't want to spend money on things that they think they can do themselves yeah and a lot of people think they can do things themselves now and technology is allowing a lot of people to Mm -hmm. do things and cut out professionals who probably would do a better job but without being able to show tangible value and why you are the reason that they're spending a little bit of extra money. Yeah. You're going to miss out, right? right? So find what that is, right? Service is one and one A of yeah. that list. Like and I think that is almost all encompassing, but what falls within service that represents a value add and something that makes you indispensable to the consumer. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, and then going back to Instagram, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, like obviously stories are huge. Um, the highlights that you can put, like those little circles that everybody uses, um, but just in your presentations to clients, if you're in real estate, as your listing presentations, like if you have a section or a highlight on staging or, or your listings or your open houses or your past videos that you've done for your listings, if you can have that all summarized in your highlights in little buckets, then you can use that in your listing presentation to show your clients. They're likely then going to follow you mm-hmm. right then and there. And then you've got that initial contact, that relationship, like, bam, you're you're off to the races because some your potential client is now following you and they're probably not doing that to anybody else they're interviewing. Um, so just having that available and just showing people that like you are organized and you are on all of the platforms that everybody else is on um, is really great. One thing that I learned at the last conference we were at that mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that's an Instagram thing is treat your posts and they said you're not your nine most recent posts. Yes. That's effectively your website mm. to a lot of people because yeah. when somebody goes to your profile, they see those nine boxes. Yeah. And you want that to be representative of you. So I know yeah. we talk a lot about using yes. stories versus posts and when to do one or when to do the other. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the posts that you put up there, those are going to be nine images that resonate what your brand is to people. And yes. so if you're always just posting food Mm-hmm. You know, which is fine if sort of one of the things that represents you mm-hmm. is you're a foodie, yeah. then that's fine. But if it's nine images of food and you're a realtor, yeah, it's a hard balance you do the math, because you also right? don't want to have ten pictures of no, houses no, no. either. And not but pictures yeah, of houses. It's, it's you know, like it's if, a balance. You know, if you, there's not, and it's not to say that there's a rule as to what those have to be. It can be a picture of you with your kids. It can be a picture of you on vacation. Whatever it is. But just understand that the the same way every social media, like people are looking to certain things. And this is another thing somebody said today that we saw. Mm -hmm. When people are going to work with you, before they even want to pick up the phone or call you, they're probably creeping you somewhere in exactly. social media. Yeah. And they're looking you up, whether it's on on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever, or LinkedIn. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're putting your best self forward, or at least, you know, the image of yourself that you'd want to be proud of being out there. Yeah, exactly. Right? So just be aware of what's out there mm-hmm. because it's public and that can be good or bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I talking about email marketing, um, and that's something that we've really started focusing on within our business. Um, but because we're so inundated with emails, and I'm sure you are as well, you probably sign up for a whole bunch of things, and then you get on these lists, and then you get emailed, and it's like, well, like I've got 5,000 emails I haven't opened. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to ensure a good open rate, um, you really have to be particular about your subject line. So you can actually Google, and I didn't even know this, but you can actually Google spam trigger words for email that like certain words that will just, sorry, sorry, microphone, (laughs) you can just, uh, (laughs) you can just Google those. And like, there's certain things like deal and like, I'm trying to think of other ones. Exclusive. Yeah. Like those might like, especially if Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So if people are using Gmail, it'll get filtered to their trash or a promotion and then people might not ever read it. Um, so that's really important. Um, you want to keep the subject line short. Um, you want to segment your email lists very thoughtfully. So like one person was saying, you know, if you've got consumer clients that are newlyweds and in real estate, you probably do or expectant parents, Mm -hmm. if you can segment them so that you're sending them out 
valuable content based on those segments, um, you will ensure that you get higher open rates. That is good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the only other thing, uh, so one thing that I thought was funny um, at the start of the, uh, the session today was be like Disney, recreate your old content and modernize it. So, you know, there's a lot of old content that probably got you a lot of engagement. Um, and if you can bring that and modernize it back into 2020, um, that's great. And even more so, I think if you are, you know, getting a professional, for example, to take photos of you, bring out a few outfit changes, different locations, because we just went through a photo shoot yep. and oh my God, like the engagement I got from the one picture I put up that was the professional one was like beyond <laughs> anything I've ever tried to filter In fairness, myself. It was, it was a very good picture. It, yeah, but I mean, but that's what the professionals are for, right? <laughs> exactly. And like we hire professionals obviously to take pictures of our listings, mm-hmm. but we don't take professional, we don't hire professionals for our branding. And that was the other thing. Sorry, my mind is all jumbled up with all the things that I learned. But the higher performing agents actually spend more money on their branding and advertising their branding versus getting leads, which I thought was like, that makes sense. The percentage, it was like 60-40 for high-performing agents. And they defined a high-performing agent as somebody that sells more than 20 listings a year, or more than 20 transactions in a year. So that's a good performing agent. Um, and then those that just didn't spend, like the average agents or below average agents were spending probably about 15 to 20% advertising their branding. So like, like that just blew my mind. Yep. And it's so true. And it goes back to, I'm putting all of these random pictures up on my Instagram and they just don't look professional. And it's okay. Like you don't have to always have professional looking pictures. It's got to be a balance. But if you have a professional photographer working by the hour, grab a few outfits, grab a few locations and do different things. And you will have content for at least six months that you can just continually put out there. I have yet to release any of the pictures of myself. I know. Wait. Tonight. <laughs> That's so creepy. It's really No creepy. pictures coming out tonight. Uh, yeah, it's the same yeah. photo session. I was in a suit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with that though, because they also mentioned from a lead perspective... There's so much emphasis put on lead generation and paying for leads and paying for ways to get leads. And ultimately, in our industry, over 85% of the volume done in real estate is through repeat and referral Mm -hmm. business, not through lead generation. Right. And granted, 15% is a big number, Mm -hmm. you know, when there's millions of transactions done in North America. However... Think about what that means in terms of even your lowest hanging fruit, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just throwing all your eggs into the basket of, I just want to get a bunch of names. There were tons of, what they, there were 6 billion leads purchased in North America yeah. last year. That's 6 insanity. billion. Insanity. And of that, first of all, there were only 5 million transactions yeah. altogether, yeah, right? Yeah, so what does that say? Like, I don't and, even know what the percentage of that well, is. Well, and then you cut that down, that 15% of those were from leads, so whatever 15, so yeah. call that, uh, f- I don't know what that works out to, about nine, 900,000? Sure. Nine, nine, some, around 900,000 of the 6 billion were actually converted into something. Whereas 
you know, you've got more than 4 million that were just a function of who you are and who you've built your relationships with, because Mm -hmm. that's where the money is. That's what's valuable to people is seeing who you are, right? There's, it's not to say throw out the window, you know, trying to find more people through other means, right? Because that's valuable. But nope. And what blows my mind is that we don't value the clients we already have. We don't Mm -hmm. value those relationships. People send you referrals and you're like, okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for that. But you're after the strangers on the internet that aren't giving you anything. Like what the hell? Like what are we doing? And both (laughs) sides, if someone's giving you a referral, value the referral, but value the first, the person who gave you the referral. No, exactly. Right. Because if they're, if they're that, good to you that they've just given you the lead yeah. that you're going to pay however much money to try to convert yeah yes yeah, spend that on your on your amazing clients that are giving Invest you the referrals in the people you know and for god's sake please <laughs> like you are putting yourself out there on social media respond to the people that are engaging with your posts like don't just put out a post and don't let all these comments roll in or like even one or two comments roll in and don't respond to them. Like those are the people that are engaging with you and yeah. those are the people that are going to do business with you. Yeah. So just freaking respond. Don't treat this. And I think I've referred to swingers before in one of these. There's this whole, oh, you know, when do I call the girl back? Well, yeah. no, not till Wednesday. No, no, no. There's no cool way to deal with posts and with interaction. Interact immediately. Yeah. Okay. Or if there's, like you said, if there's 15 comments on your post, it doesn't mean respond to every other one because you don't want to make whatever you're, you're, Who cares? you know, yeah. or like them all and do it. But like, don't do it nonchalantly. Show that you're actually paying attention yeah. because it's another thing we were just watching, which was kind of a, a commentary on social media and how mindless we get where you just scroll on your heart heart thumbs up heart thumbs up Mm -hmm. great i'm not saying don't do that but honestly engage Mm -hmm. engage if you actually want to send a message to someone or respond to someone clicking a button so that you can go to the next message it feels that way to Mm -hmm. a lot of people right and especially when there's a hundred likes and you're one of the hundred yeah how much more impact would you have to write a little sentence that's nice and respond that you actually were interacting with what it is that they did or what they said? Yeah, to you? I appreciated what you wrote or I really connected with what you said. Like there's a lot of people out there that are putting out inspiring posts with really mm-hmm. inspiring messages. And, you know, how much more memorable would it be if you send them a direct message and said, I really connected with that. Thank you for posting. Like when people say, put a comment or send me a message that like, thank you for posting that. Like that was something that I really needed to hear. Like, oh, like that is like that is what you want Uh, especially when it's direct yeah something about not doing it in the public forum it is more personal but it actually shows that someone is trying to engage with you they're not trying to make their comment seen elsewhere they just want you to know that they appreciate or that they want to communicate with you and that's take that for what it is communicate back Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, no, that's very important. Yeah. Um, and then the other only last thing that I can think of is, um, well, every listing, if you're a realtor, is a representation of your ba- brand. Um, I thought that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, just there, I was listening to a, a talk about um, the luxury market and um, how 
exclusivity is something that people really gravitate towards, even like with new builds, right? Like new pre-construction opportunities, like the VIP events and things like that. So if you can kind of create some sort of like VIP marketing effort around your own um, products that you offer, make it seem as though it's an exclusive event, maybe reward your, your best customers or the ones that refer, like if you can create kind of events around that, Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be very valuable. Yeah. I mean, it ties into the next level service and value perspective, Mm -hmm. make people feel special, Mm -hmm. you know, and do it genuinely. Yeah. Again, like I, I keep coming back to authenticity. Yeah. Don't say things just to say things. Say it because you actually mean it. Yeah. Because that's who you need to be to be, you know, a, a competitive player in any marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, yeah. that's really good. I mean, I'm just sort yeah. of the I'm I'm, I'm the sidecar on this because you saw all the stuff today, but no, that's it's good stuff. great. A <laughs> lot of lot of value. Definitely a lot to bring back to Toronto and our agents and Toronto. Toronto. Um, and then, so one, one more thing before we all, uh, we all break is, so before Daniel, we all break where we really have been at a conference all day. Um, so Daniel was uh, like, we were separate. So I went to go pick up lunch today and we're right in Times Square and there's all of these characters that are there. It's just like so weird. And I was thinking like, what is like, what is going on? So anyways, there's like, there's like 30 Minion Mickeys. There's like popular uh superheroes and there's a guy out in his underwear with a guitar like it was just like all these randoms so i was just like on instagram stories just trying to film it and this mickey mouse is actually very creepy because they're actually not like real mickey mouse they have like red eyes don't they're they? really creepy um but anyway he came right up to me he's like oh let's take a picture and like literally grabs my phone did he do it like this oh let's take a picture no not at all. he's like hey let's give me a picture Hi, i'm mickey yeah. So I'm like, okay. So like these three Mickey and Minnie Mouses swarm me. One of them takes my my camera. Uh, like I didn't even like, I'm like, okay. Like, and I'm like, I'm in Times Square. Like I'm kind of a little nervous, but whatever. Like your Minnie's looking really creepy. Um, so Minnie and Mickey stand beside me and take a picture. And as they're, he's, this guy's taking pictures of me. One of Mickey says to me, you know, we operate on donations. And I'm just like, really? Like, I thought like New York was doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that <laughs> no, is the New York like, state I of mean, mind. I, I can be very naive with this kind of thing. <laughs> so like you, like if I was with you, you would say, I would have pushed Mickey shit, over and run like, away. Yeah. We're, we're leaving. We're not, you're not taking my daughter, my, my daughter. I'm my, surprised my you, phone. and they were holding your phone. I, I know. You got your phone back though. I was like, oh While we're recording. Crap. So, um. <laughs> So yeah, like, so my mind starts racing the moment he says that. So the guy takes like Mickey number two takes like 10 pictures, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't like, I'm from Canada. I don't have any money. Like (laughs) you're a foreigner all of a sudden. I'm from Canada. I don't know. Well, because like I didn't have any American money on me. I'm like, because I would have given him like, you know, two bucks or something. poutine. Whatever. A beaver tail. But I didn't have any American money on me. So I I based I looked in my wallet and like I go into the change thing and this guy like my my wallet kind of opens he can see like a twenty dollar bill he's like oh that's okay you can give me give me give me Canadian money and I'm like no like okay like here's a toonie he's like no I can give you change for that twenty 
I'm like, are you joking right now? That's bold. Yeah. And he pulls out this wad of cash. Like it must have been like $500. And there was like 10s and 20s in there. And he probably just does it for effect to oh, make yeah, people right. feel bad. Mickey's and so, rolling in it. I know. Was and this I'm Mickey like, or Minnie though? This was Mickey with the wad of cash. Okay. Was Minnie no, a female? No. Okay. This Minnie. Uh, yes. Minnie was a female, That's... but she's a very creepy female. <laughs> so she's got this. Uh, they've got this wad of cash. I'm like, no, like you can have a toonie and that is all I'm giving you. And so I gave Fair. gave him a toonie and then Minnie starts like walking behind me like you know what about me and I'm like what about you (laughs) I I, you literally took 20 seconds out of your day to take a freaking creepy picture with me and you want a $20 bill think of the time they invested in trying to get the money from you oh my god oh my god so I mean lesson learned lesson learned okay don't if you're in Times Square and you think that there's Mickey and Minnie's that are just doing pictures that are the kindness of their hearts then it's not it's not true. It's just not true. Yes. And I know, and it's funny because like you're the most on guard, like you know, suspicious person. Right. And in, I'm like in oh, Times Square of all yeah, places. Yeah, I know. Well, but like there's families there. People are taking pictures. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no. And so anyway, I learned my lesson. My phone but, didn't get stolen. And I didn't you got get pictures. I did. I so? posted one on my Instagram and Facebook today. But anyway, that was an experience. And that's all. So thanks so for tuning you, if in. if you take nothing else from this episode. Yeah, I know. And if you want us to do, well, maybe we can try to do a live video tomorrow at the airport. Yeah. We could try. We can. Let, let Why don't we do a live do. video with Mickey and Minnie? Oh, God. How much they, would that cost no. us? No, I'm never going You're back there. Like, honestly, I feel like there's a pic, they have a picture of me and they're going to like tackle me the next time they see me. I kind of wanted to walk through Times Square I'm tonight. Scared. Now we're blacklisted. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks again. We appreciate your time. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye.